This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyatt, creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you'll hear the fascinating ways other people discovered the genius in them and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of each show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. All over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations and areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset by utilizing the gifts that are seen in their name using nameology science. So how does someone express their creative talents and how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that all benefit? Our expert tonight is Lucy Destin, who has developed her genius in the area of healing others by seeing how their belief systems impact their lives and by holding the space for actual physical healing to take place. Lucy graduated with a BA in English from Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles, California, and then earned her master's degree in counseling and human development from Troy St. University in Eglin Air Force Base, Florida. She has been in private practice as a licensed practical counselor since 1982. She originally counseled in Florida and Alabama. However, others discovered the effectiveness of her techniques and started inviting her to their areas. So her work eventually expanded to cover much of the United States. Her work evolved and began to form itself in 1983, courtesy of her lack of feeling fulfilled with the talk therapy she was doing with her clients, coupled with an experience called an awakening with the extraordinary Ron Hall, who introduced her to the expanded reality of energy work. Her own version of energy work, which she calls lightning, gradually came together between 1984 and 1986. Lucy attended several of Ron's training intensives, which were invaluable in her development. While still keeping her toes in the traditional psychotherapeutic waters through her formal counseling appointments, they became less and less frequent as her interests were expanding. Lucy started sponsoring, being sponsored to do workshops and individual sessions in a variety of places like Austin and San Antonio, Texas, San Diego, California, Scottsdale, Arizona, New Orleans, Louisiana, you know, and then they kept expanding Atlanta, Georgia, Nashville, Tennessee. She was even considered a healer and sage in her own state of Florida. Her work evolved from the three-hour lightning session to include a one-hour informal session, which was called a word from your sponsor or a light reading. Both formats, her lightnings and her light readings, had the same goal, to create the space for the release of emotionally bound energy. Starting in 1995 and continuing for nine years, Lucy organized and led four- to six-day intensives. She had continued to lead seminars and healing sessions during the last nine years, with the only difference being that the group focus has been on smaller groups and lasting only one to two days instead of four to six. She is currently semi-retired. She's still doing phone readings, but fewer in-person lightnings. Lucy can be contacted at lightworker at earthlink.net, and she spells her lightworker L-Y-T-W-K-R. Lucy Destin's name indicates that she has a great sense of humor, enough self-confidence to know she can conquer any quest that she deems worthy and that she's highly likable. She can get along with anyone that she chooses. Her name also suggests that she's here to literally change other people's destiny to be brighter. Her memory is also remarkable. 
Again, her name indicates that she's not interested in being in charge of others, and vice versa, does not want another to be in charge of her. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Lucy. Thanks, Sharon. That was just a great introduction. And well, uh, we have known each other for 30-something years, I think, now. Yeah, it's been a you long were, time. You were one of my all-time very first sponsors in San Antonio, where I now live. And Which I think is kind of remarkable that you moved to the place where then I left, right? <laughs> it is beyond remarkable. <laughs> it's uh, not anything I really expected. I never thought I'd really be living in Texas, but what do you know? Here I am. Well, I so, started sponsoring you because all of us got tired of driving to Austin to see you. And that's why we decided if we could get enough people interested in San Antonio that, you know, if you would come here, then then that's how that worked. But your work, I've watched it develop over the years, and it's just absolutely incredible. Lucy, the first thing we want to know is how you discovered your gifts. But we only have like 45 seconds for you to start to tell us, and then we'll continue after the break. Okay. When I was very small, like four years old, four or five years old, I can remember being in church. And when things got very, very still, I I could look at people and their faces would change. It's like they would white out and I would see other faces come over their faces. And then one time when I was thoroughly engaged in that, the person I was staring at turned around and said, stop staring at me. And I just shut that down. Totally. Until somewhere in the early 80s, and it just came forward again. And that's pretty much how a light reading works. Is um, Okay, when hold I- on. We need to take that break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard on knowthename.com. After the break, we'll find out how Lucy came to have the stigmata. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? 
wire crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Our guest tonight is Lucy Destin, who is a renowned healer. She can be reached at her um, email address, lytwkr, or lightworker, at earthleak.net. Okay, you were telling us how in church your faces started changing. Would you like to finish that story, please? Okay. Well, that's what came forward for me in the early 80s as I started touching into the energy work. I would notice that when I had someone on the table, they would just literally turn to light, and then my hands would get really hot, and I later came to realize I was just directing energy through them. But I I think the biggest piece for me was the realization that a healer is one who create space for healing to occur. That in order to do this work, you literally have to get out of the way and make sure that the part of you that thinks it's doing something is not available. It's a tricky little thing, but that's one thing I learned from Ron is just get out of the way and the light will do the work. When you were getting started and you started seeing people's faces change, why didn't that scare you? Oh, it intrigued me. I I have always just had a huge sense of curiosity. (laughs) My curiosity is, I always question everything. It's something I learned from my father. He always said, question everything, particularly authority. Just don't question me, which, well, you know, I didn't do too well with that, but... I have always questioned everything, wanted to know what it was about, and I've always been intrigued rather than fearful. I think that it just came in with the package. You know, everybody has stumbling blocks along the way, like when you're going to go for something. How did you overcome yours? Some of them, it really took me a while, and most of them had to do with interpersonal relationships. Um, I I needed to reach a place where I was secure within myself and then able to trust. And one of the things that has been really effective for me is allowing the thoughts to follow the breath, allowing the breath to flow on through the body, be accepted in the heart center, relax through the midsection, and trust to the base of the spine into the earth. That little process for me is what has seen me through. Did becoming a healer of others change your own life? Totally. Um, I I am very fond of saying uh, everything that comes out of your mouth is essentially for you, and it may just apply to the person that you're talking to. (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> and I have just, that's, that's just truth. I, I have drawn to me people who are in the same vibrational frequency as I am. So in creating the space for healing to occur for them, I create that same space for myself. It's always been a two-way street for me. Please describe a lightning session as to what that entails so that our listeners have an idea of what we're talking about. Sure. Well, the first thing you ought to know is that guidance, which is what I call spirit, um, guidance has described a lightning as a a cosmic roto-rooter surface. It's just uh, the complete clean-out, and we start with, Oh, first we first we pick your right brain and we have you color a picture and then we pick your left brain and we play some cards and then we put you on the table and um and that is when the energy comes in and literally does the rest. So the person on the table just gets to take a nap and I get to stand at the table and get out of the way. <laughs> And just allow the energy to flow through and release what is um, available to be cleared at that time. Now, underneath your table, you have quite a picture going on. Would you tell us about the rocks and the candles and and that? Oh, I do. I set up a little force field under the table, which has been very useful in assisting me above the table. I use crystals. I've always been drawn to crystals. Each person has a totally unique and different layout for each table session. The candles, mm, they bring up the the element of the fire. I put them next to various colored glasses so that the light from the candle shines through that colored glass. And on the other side, there is a crystal there. So... It's like that crystal gets empowered, and that's how that works. It's very useful. When you're picking colors or the stones, or are you looking for a certain vibration, or is it just instinct, or how do you know what you're doing? Honestly, the colors come off of the picture that the person draws because the, the picture is done with crayons. There are no instructions for that picture. So whatever it is that goes down on that paper is the guidance that I use to pull the colors under the table. And now the cards you talked about, they're just not ordinary 52 cards in a deck. Tell us about those. Well, that has evolved also. I used to use a deck called Stargate that was just wonderful, and it took me to about maybe 12 or 15 years ago out of the 30-whatever that I've been doing this work. And then I was introduced to a deck that was called Osho Zen Tarot, which has nothing to do with Tarot whatsoever. The images are very vivid and clear, and I just have the person do a very simple layout, and I'm still astonished at how right to the point that layout gets. I don't use the book that goes with the cards. That is just totally intuitive on the part of the person pulling the cards and on my part when I toss in my two cents worth. You know, you have a stigmata on your hands. Many of us have seen it. And that's a a Catholic symbol. I, I don't know what else to call it. But it's literally what you call when your hands heat up and the energy comes through. Would you describe what that feels like? Because so much energy comes through that anybody on your table can feel that. Well, it's just really hot. And people on the table tend to get hot. And I get to feel very hot a lot of times when I'm at the table doing the work. And the other thing to keep remembering is I come from a from a really, really totally Catholic background. My father was a teaching brother at Notre Dame. And for like 30 years, and my mother was what was called a lay nun. And sometimes I say to people, well, my father was a priest and my mother was a nun. I have a right to be weird. That's a little exaggeration. But still, (laughs) there was a whole lot of Catholicism going on in my household. And my father, when he was a member of the order, 
he actually disagreed with the doctrine twice and got excommunicated and had to be reinstated because it turned out he was right. So I grew up in that, which means that I had a bit of an aversion to organized religion. (laughs) When I hit the place where I was awakening myself, my work is very, very eclectic. It isn't focused on any particular religion at all. It's focused on the creator source and guidance and the and the God in each person. Now, when you wave your hands or you move your hands over somebody on the table, often we hear a crackling or something that almost sounds like lightning bolts going off. How is that created? Or do you have anything to do with that? Or is that just a byproduct of all that energy? It seems to be a byproduct because... What goes on is that as, as my hands are moving through the energy and dispersing places where it is clumped up, it, it'll give a little crack when it, when it breaks up and leaves. It's, it's closer to like a static electricity in a way, but yeah, it's, it's pretty pronounced. Now, many people have gone on your table and come back and said that's the closest thing to psychic surgery of what their understanding of that could ever be because so many people have needed surgery or been told by their doctors that they needed surgery gotten on your table and went back to their doctors to hear what did you do you no longer need surgery so when your guidance team is coming in or you're talking with them and you're working do you have any idea what's going on or do you just say I'm following and being the instrument that's being used, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I'm pretty totally the instrument, because my job is to create space for healing to occur. So what that means is whatever the person is ready, willing, and able to step into, that is what is available for them. And sometimes that manifests in a physical way. It shifts some things around for them physically. But most of the time, it's primarily the emotional body because my work is essentially for the release of emotionally bound energy. That's been my focus, and that's the focus of of the guidance that works through me. So in other words, when some of that emotionally bound energy gets released, then miracles happen or incredible things? Well, I I think miracles happen all the time anyway. Um, I don't think there's anything that goes on in a person's physical body that does not have an emotional and a mental component to go with it. So many times when something is neutralized and cleared at the mental or the emotional level, sure, there is definitely a trickle-down effect. And the, the body is always the last to know because it's matter, it's dense, it's heavier. However, that's changing now. We, what is that? It, the times, they are a-changing. And I have noticed and I have been told so many times that we are now currently in a period where it's called a prep period. And the prep period started five years ago. And it culminates in December solstice, the winter solstice of this year. And at that point, we are moving into a totally new paradigm of how things are going to operate. We're getting a taste of it now, and there's a summer solstice coming up in less than three weeks, I think. And that is a, that's a real major deal this year because it's the last summer solstice of the prep period. But people have certainly been feeling this. I, I have been saying over and over again, this is a period of maximum exposure because the light waves that are inundating this plane have intensified exponentially, and it will expose anything that does not know itself as love. Because that's the key to the whole thing. You know, I, I, my sense is that what we are here for is to awaken to the truth of ourselves as the love we are, and then to hold that awareness with some consistency, and so that the rest of us can come to know itself as us. The rest of us meaning the body, the ego, 
the mind, all the parts and pieces of us, can come to know themselves as the love. Because at that point, creator source can express and experience through us. And I really feel that that's the goal. That's the mission statement of why we're here. Wonderful. We need to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. This show is dedicated to a different effective healing modality. After the break, we'll find out about some of the different ways that Lucy has assisted people's understanding of the world. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarwalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Back. I'm 
Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Lucy Destin, who can be reached at lightworker at earthlink.net, and you spell lightworker L-Y-T-W-K-R. Lucy, you have had so many interesting people and stories and everything on your table, and a lot of times they come in units. Like, I remember one time you were telling us that uh, we as a whole, we were working through victim mentality and, and blaming everything on somebody else. What's the most common thing that you're seeing these days that it would be nice if everybody understood what we were going through and what we were currently clearing? Well, I think that that one right there is probably right at the top of the list. Um, guidance doesn't use the term victim. They, they prefer done to because victim just seems to have so much hanging off of it. But the, the ego and the mind, uh, which I call the navigator, I put them together and call them the navigator. The navigator tends to focus on the, the content of the reality, the situation, the circumstances. And a lot of times that feels like, why is this happening to me? So a lot of the focus of my work has been to to create the space for people to start noticing the energy patterns behind the situations and the circumstances that one has to deal with in their life or that one is drawing to themselves because that is that's what's really going on so if the energy pattern can shift then the person's life experience changes they stop having to do the same thing over and over with different people that seem to be um, different from what they're used to, and they turn out to be exactly the same. That piece right there is one where working with the energy patterns is most useful. There is a place where if a person decides that they, in spirit form, have actually designed their own life path. Then they can begin to see that everything that is going on is actually required. It's a required piece of their life path. And then if they can move into a place where they can forgive themselves for requiring it, that is a way for them to touch back into the truth of their power so that it no longer seems that things are happening to them. That's probably the biggest piece of all, right there. And the people that I have worked with, the ones that that keep coming back are the ones that allow themselves to have that realization that perspective shifts, and then their perception shifts, because the the, uh, perception actually determines a lot. The next thing that goes on is they start having different experiences, and then their history shifts, and then their belief system, and then what they have held as truth. Everything seems to expand when people start focusing on the energy and the energy patterns behind what is going on in their lives. That's really the bottom line to all of it, I believe. Would you mind sharing what you might consider one of the most remarkable healings that you facilitated or walk us through it to show us like what somebody did and, and how they, how it changed or uh, one of those stories, if you wouldn't mind sharing. Sure. Well, I can't move through that without mentioning how music is such a big part of what I do. The music sets the stage and the music is determined pretty intuitively also. But the music will foster uh, an energy where the person on the table, and I'm just going to go to one particular instance where this person came in and was having some really, really major difficulties uh, in the solarplex, the midsection. It's almost as though her, her stomach was just tied in knots. And while she was on the table, totally relaxed, pretty zoned out, there was a place where the music reached a, a crescendo, and she just literally 
her body involuntarily just shook. It, I mean, it just it shook like she was going to vibrate right off the table. And when that session was over, it took her a while to ground herself and and get clear about which reality her body was in. And and I gave her a little something to eat. And and the next day she called, and that that stomach situation was gone. But it was literally a question of her stomach was tied up in knots as a result of how she was holding a childhood experience. So it was really as though her history was superimposing itself on her present and calling the shots for her. A lot of times we touch into the child part, although the work that I do is not inner child work. Many times, however, you have to go back to that age in yourself where the, where the disorder occurred. And when you go back to that place and you create a lot of safety for the age you were when you experienced that, and you deliver a message to that age of you that says, it's okay, you haven't done anything wrong, it's not your fault, you're not to blame. When that message gets delivered and it goes all the way through, that's where the healing occurs a lot of the time, right there. Would you say that forgiveness has something to do with that? Yes, and my sense of that, strange as it may be, is that forgiving another person only works to a certain extent. Because even though you forgive them, they still did something to you. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but it's like, yes, you hurt me, and I forgive you, and you still hurt me. So the place that I encourage people to get to is a place that says, I forgive myself for requiring that experience, and I release this person from the role that they have played for me, and I release myself from the role that I have played for them. That little three-part mantra seems to sum it up for me pretty totally. Yes, you can forgive another person, but only to a certain extent. The, the forgiveness that needs to take place is an internal forgiveness. I forgive myself for requiring that experience. And that is remarkably empowering also. So what I have heard is that, you know, when, when Jesus walked the earth, he was dealing with a very limited consciousness. There was only so much that he could say that would um, that would hit home and be received. For instance, at the time that he was on this plane, uh, there was a, a certain level of imagination that wasn't totally available to people. You couldn't just say, you know, here's what it's like over here and here's what it's like over there, this is what these people are doing. You had to form a pilgrimage and take them there because that capacity just had not been developed. So what I've heard is that if he could have, he would have said, forgive yourself for requiring the experience. But he, he just, people weren't ready to hear that. They're becoming more ready to hear that now because the maximum exposure of the intensification of the light is just bringing everything to the surface, everything. So people are becoming more and more open to alternative means of addressing problems. They're becoming more open to the healing arts, I've noticed, over the last few years, in particular the last five years. You know, your creativity has astounded so many as to how you've come up with your own healing modality, how you've taught others, and yet you yourself has constantly continued to grow. You know, how do you manage to keep growing when it seems that so many people are, you know, once they get comfortable in a spot, they just rather stay there? Oh, well, it's really easy once you find a comfort zone. However, my experience is that you don't really get to stay there all that long. 
different things come forward. As long as you are wearing a body suit, you will have something to deal with. Everybody is, is trying to manage something, be it physical or emotional or mental. I've noticed that. Everybody is managing something. Everybody is dealing with something. I think it's just part and parcel of, of, of being in a human form, of being in this third-dimensional dualistic reality. It's really a big task that we signed up for, you know? We, we signed up to manifest in form, which is just so dense, and to bring that light that we are forward in such a way that the matter can come to know itself as light. And back in July of last year, I think this was originally scheduled for the last summer solstice, but it was a little late. There was a point where the light reached the core of the earth. And from time to time when I'm doing a reading with someone, we open the door to hear from Mother Earth, and she has just been so delighted about that. But what that translates to is the light is now at the core of every cell of every living thing on this planet. And that's what I'm talking about when I say maximum exposure. Because every cell is now in a place of wanting to operate in that light. And anything that doesn't know itself as light, doesn't know itself as love, is just coming forward and standing up on its hind legs and hollering. Hey, what about me? <laughs> Speaking of hind legs, you take your dog, Cisco, to the hospital with you when you're seeing people. How, what does Cisco bring that otherwise it would be lacking if just you showed up? Well, I will refer to my rheumatologist, who was one of my best friends on the face of the planet. And I, there was a point... I think it was three years ago or so when we had just come from the hospital where my dog works with the heart patients, by the way. He assists them in regulating their blood pressure, and it's really easy. He just hops up on the bed, they put their hands in his fur, and the blood pressure goes, hmm. But it was really, really hot here in San Antonio, and I was headed for an appointment with the rheumatologist, and I had to bring him in. I couldn't leave him in the car. And I brought him in, not knowing how he would be received. And when we went back to the tree, well, the first thing he did was he went around and said hello to everybody in the waiting room because he's such a politician. And And he's such a big dog. (laughs) When we went back into the treatment room, my rheumatologist immediately got on the floor with him. She knew who he was. She looked at me and she said, there is a healer in this dog. Did you know that? Okay, hold a... that thought right there because we need to take our last break. Stay tuned yep. to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. After the break, we'll find out what Lucy has in her name that has assisted her that you may have in your name as well. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. (laughs) 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Lucy Destin, who can be reached at L-Y-T-W-K-R, which spells lightworker, at earthlink.net. She has taken her healing skills to a level where she's able to assist people in healing physically, emotionally, and mentally. Her abilities have been called miraculous by her grateful clientele. Lucy, before the break, you were telling us about Cisco, your dog. Would you please continue? Sure. So recently, I visited my rheumatologist, and I did not have Cisco with me. And she said, "Where is he? I, you you cannot come back without him because he makes such a difference in my waiting room. When he is present, by the time people get back to see me, they are so relaxed." My work is so much easier. So please, please keep bringing him. And I think that's the bottom line because guidance has been saying for years and years in the suspension of time and space, the system heals itself. What is the first step to suspending time and space? It is the relax. 
So he brings a quality of relax that is unmistakable. And he seems to just know when, when to give someone special attention and when to keep a little distance. He's just really, really intuitive, and he's my best friend. So your doctor was right. You have a dog that has healing abilities. Apparently, I do. <laughs> you tell this interesting story on how the SWAT team came to Earth and what they had to do to start waking people up. Now, I know that normally this story is really long. Is it possible to condense the story so that our listeners get the essence of it where it only takes about eight minutes? Maybe. We'll give it a shot. Okay. Okay, so starting with, once upon a time, there was a great light in the midst of nothing at all, and the light said, who am I, what am I doing, what's my purpose? And the only answer it got back was nothing, because that's all there was out there, was the nothing. So at some point, it sent a part of itself out. Now, this part of itself was likened to itself in every way, and it sent that part out so that it could take a look and get a sense. And it said, aha, I knew I was something, and indeed I am light, and I appear to have a little color, and I have a little sound. Hmm. And that was great fun, and I think I'll do it again. So it did it again. And this time, what came forward was, of course, everything like unto itself, and it was a slightly different color, and there was a slightly different sound. So the original, we call that now source somethingness, because it knows itself as something, that source somethingness began to send itself out over and over and over again. <clears throat> and then at some point it said, hmm, I think I'm just going to send intentions out into the nothingness. And it did that for a while. And then at some point it sent an intention out that said, okay, whatever comes forward next, I want to experience and express myself fully in it. And what came forward was a great glob of createdness. It was thick and dense and heavy, and it said, hmm, source something that said I may need a little help with that. So it sent out a request to all the little something from somethingnesses, saying, anybody want to help prepare this createdness? And lots and lots of them raised their little whatevers and said, Yes, yes, and then finally they all gathered around and said, okay, what do we do? And Source said, make it up as you go along, that's what I do. So a couple of them joined together, and they noticed that uh, one was maybe blue and one was maybe green, and they came together, and oh, what do you know, here's aqua, and the two sounds came together, made a little harmony, and more of them joined in, there's a chorus, and then after a certain point, there's a actual orchestra. So that orchestra began to play a symphony over the createdness. And after a point, things began to come forward, like oceans and mountains and deserts, and then species, one cell, two cell, 500, 3,000, 2 million. Those came forward. And then the um, we call that the guidance committee right there. Um, but at the time, they only knew themselves as the orchestra pit. They noticed that there was a particular species that was developing very rapidly and was receiving the guidance very easily. And they said, what would happen if we install a component to the species that allows it to do lateral decision-making in its own reality zone so it's not totally dependent on us for all the guidance? And they did that, and it worked. And the... Uh, the component that they installed is what we call the navigator. And it did its lateral decision-making through trial and error, and it had logic and reason and deduction and induction and, most of all, interpretation. And all of that was doing just fine until finally there was a realization that this createdness knew itself as something from nothing. And they, the orchestra pit, knew themselves as something from something. And, of course, the creator source was the ultimate somethingness. And in order for it to fully express and experience itself in the matter, the matter was going to have to know itself as light. Big conundrum there. And they finally realized they were going to have to inhabit 
the species in order to bring this about. So that's what they did. And when they first came into the species, they felt very, very heavy and awkward and things weren't moving around the way they were used to. You had to get out there and manually construct them. And when you were done with them, they hung around for a very long time. Very different from just being in light form. And so one of the things that occurs in the bonding of energy into matter in this particular instance is that something came forward courtesy of the matter, because the matter is negative and the light is positive. So when they were in these forms, they knew themselves as electromagnetic. Okay. One of the things that came forward energetically, however, is what has come to be called doubt. And when they experienced the doubt, their vibration dropped. And then if you've ever experienced doubt, you know that it tends to build on itself. So their vibration dropped and dropped and dropped until finally it dropped below the vibrational frequency of the species units that they occupied. And at that point, the navigator stepped up and said, oh, we've been abandoned. Now, that was clearly a misinterpretation. But that misinterpretation went a long ways because from there it went into, oh, we have been deemed unlovable, we have been kicked out of the kingdom and thrown out of the garden, and we're going to have to suffer and struggle for as many eternities as it takes to get back into the good graces of this creator source that we have somehow disappointed. And that is where places, that's where the guilt came from, right there, we're going to need to suffer and atone. And then because this is a dualistic reality, you have the flip side of that, which said, it's not our fault, we didn't do anything wrong, creator source is just arbitrarily cruel and mean, and we're not going to take it lying down. So there's the blame. So the blame and the guilt have been rolling through and creating all kinds of distress ever since. So when the guidance committee started coming in to rectify the situation, it was like sending someone into quicksand to pull someone out of quicksand. It has taken a long time for the navigational aspect and the species consciousness, the collective consciousness, to move itself to a point where it is able to recognize the truth of its being. And that is the awakening. The key piece of the awakening is that people do not come in to wake up others. When they are on their way in, they are very clear, I am here to be the love. That's it. But when the navigator gets a hold of that, it turns into, I am here to wake up everybody else. And that's where the healers get in trouble, because they forget that their only job is to awaken to the truth of themselves as the love they are, and hold that with some consistency and some clarity so that the ego, the mind, the physical, and all the parts of them can come to know themselves also as the love. And if, and if we are being, just being, that state, the vibrational frequency radiates to everyone around us, and that is what is called the healing. Beautifully said. Lucy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Be prepared and be pleased. If you're fortunate enough to experience Lucy Dustin's work, she can be reached at lytwkrlightworker at earthlink.net. Lucy's name indicates that she excels at assisting others to change their destiny. This is found in her entire last name being Destin, just one letter shy of destiny. Look for any words that may appear in your name as the meaning of those words pertain to you through your name. If it's in your last name, it pertains, pertains to the people that are around you. And if it's in your first name, it pertains to you. Do you want to know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard every weekday at various hours right here on xzbn.net radio and Zone radio station and on knowthename.com. If you wish to know how to read a person's name or more about your own name and how you can discover your innate genius, go to the website, knowthename.com, and give yourself the gift of a session to find out what your name says about you and how knowing what your name means 
can help you live to your best and highest. You can schedule an appointment with me, your host, by visiting knowthename.com. Remember, once you know the name, you know all about the person. So this is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off. Thank you.